welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And on today's episode, we're going to do something very different, something that we've never done on our episodes or on our um, podcast before. We're going to actually learn something about ourselves. <laughs> Oof. Okay. So, so what what we've done, um, and I was recently I went through my work and got accredited to do this uh, program. It's called Insights Discovery, and it basically talks about the theory of how you communicate and how others communicate, and how that like what how to adapt your communication with um, people that that lead with a different color than you. So what we're going to do today is get into what those colors mean. And then Sarah has a profile that I actually have access to because she took a small little, um, it's not an assessment. It's called a questionnaire where she went through and evaluator. It's called an evaluator, not a questionnaire. She went through and she answered some questions and it produced a, um, just a small little blurb about who Sarah is how she functions and and it's mainly again it's a lot of it has more to do with preferred so we'll talk about preference versus um perception and we'll get into a little bit more about what it means and what sarah how sarah communicates i'm just like sarah doesn't function so (laughs) i don't like my whole last month was just me not functioning I mean, it happens. You know. All right. So this is the presentation. And just before we start, Sarah, I want to make sure we get your, you're okay to actually go through this because I technically am not allowed to share your information with anyone unless you give approval. Yes, I approve. Okay. (laughs) So this is, um, we're going to go through an introduction to Insights Discovery, and then we'll actually get into and talk about your personal um, profile and I made some notes on your personal profile and we'll talk a little bit about it along the way and I'll give you a chance to kind of take a read take a read into it and see what you think as well Oof. so okay all right so this is the typical training that we usually give so on the slides um, it's about connections we want to make sure that um, the conversation when we do this training people are understanding that it's connecting to others and then kind of who do you the thing that you need to think about the entire training is in your personal life or at work who do you need to connect with and establish a better communication um, channel with so for that um, there's a bunch of these little snippets but it says so in this slide it's a child at play and it says man is most nearly himself when he achieves the seriousness of a child at play and i'm not going to try to say that name heraclitus heraclitus we're going to move on (laughs) so if we were in the actual training um i would typically ask you uh, to write down about 10 to 20 responses um, on a piece of paper or whatever to answer the question, who am I? And then I would give you like 10 minutes. In this, we're not going to do that because <laughs> it's typically in a setting where you are working with um, like your coworkers or your team to kind of see how everyone in your team works and then kind of 
develop relationships within that team. Um, so we're talk this slide talks a little bit about personal effectiveness. So we always start off with exploring and discovering more about yourself. And then the next step is learning how to recognize and appreciate others' differences, which personally, I think you and I do a really good job at understanding and recognizing differences with people. I think Don't you so. think so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, learn how to adapt your behavior to interact more with more effectively with others and then take action to put your learning into place. So the step three and step four is kind of where you lead yourself. Um, so this this training kind of gives you an idea or better understanding based on the, the questionnaire, the evaluator that you did, um, how you communicate through your work. Uh, and then step three and step four is kind of what you do after this to adapt to your behavior, to interact with others that may lead with a different color than you, and then put your action plan into place to take this learning and kind of put it into place and practice it with people in the real world. <clears throat> okay. And then we always start with a slide. Um, and if you are listening to this, this video, this portion of it will actually go up on YouTube. So if you would like to see the visuals of this, I will be uploading it to YouTube, Sarah. <laughs> I didn't Ooh. include this part of it in Sarah's discussion, but now she knows. Um, so what we was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I look like trash. Okay. Oh, you're fine. There you go. Um, I'm a sweaty mess. So I was just running around getting groceries and stuff for tonight. So... <laughs> I'm a sweaty mess. Um, so what we always do with this is ask you to look at the picture and tell me what you see. Okay. So what do you see first when you first see the picture? Um, well, a person. Okay. I, I see a person first, but then like an elephant second. Okay. So with the person, what does the person look like? Like an old style, like a showgirl, like with okay. a little, um, like choker necklace and like the fancy hair with a feather and, you know, rock okay. like probably a mink. And she's kind of maybe looking away from you and you can see her ear a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that people, and it's interesting that you said an elephant, I'm trying to see the elephant. So like the feather kind of looks like a trunk. Um, okay. And then, like, some of her hair kind of looks like um, the ears and, like, an eye for an elephant. Okay. Have you seen this picture before? I have not. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So, what a lot of people see, there's, everybody's, everybody may perceive something differently. It's interesting that you said elephant, because I've actually never heard that. Um, but that's, that's a, a good observation. The other thing people usually see, so you see, I don't know if you can see my pointer. I cannot see your pointer. No. That's because it's not up there yet. Oh, well. What is happening? I don't know. Why can't I do anything with this? Pointer. 
Sorry, people. I'm trying to. I'm working in a. I've never used a Mac. So it's pointer options. There we go. Visible. You still can't fucking see it. Can you see my my pointer now? Yes, I can see your pointer now. Okay. So what what I'm looking at is if we look right here, you can see that that's the the feather that you were talking about, right? Right. This is her nose. This is her eyelash. This is her headpiece, hair, ear. But if you look here. Could this also be a woman's nose and an eye and a hood? Oh, okay, she's, yeah. She's I can maybe, see that. She's maybe an older woman, yeah. maybe Romanian looking kind of potentially. Um, so that's kind of where those two things are what people typically see. The younger woman and then the older woman as well. And really, we just look at this slide and we talk about how people perceive the world. Nobody's perception is wrong. Everyone has a different perception. Um, and then like you even talked about, you saw even an elephant, which is something again, I've, I've never heard someone say, but everyone's perception is correct. So you may, you may see other things when you look a little bit deeper. Um, somebody else was saying they saw maybe like a rabbit. So this is like the ear of the rabbit, the eye, the oh, face. Yeah. I can kind of see that too. Yeah. So we can look at this image and we can talk about seeing a lot of different things as you look at it more. Um, but the conversation typically goes into how do you resolve differences? So how do you recognize someone else's preference is different than yours or perception is different than yours? And then how do you kind of overcome that bi personal bias or personal understanding that this is my perception, this is their perception? How do I need to how what do I need to do to get into understanding their perception? So that's right. the conversation that typically happens. And we would like ask them to write something down or talk about, talk amongst them, talk amongst the group. <laughs> so interesting conversations happen there. Um, so for you, what would you, how would, what would you, I, I think for you, it's easy because you typically are able and based on your profile you're able to see this both sides of the conversation and see value in everyone's opinion most of the time most of the time most of the time that is accurate yes yeah all right so now we'll go on to the next slide and in this slide it's talking about the ladder of perception so when we first we start off at the bottom of the ladder where it's kind of the um the event happens so it's like, if you took a picture of what happened at that time, that's what someone sees. So anyone can see it there if you took a picture of it. Yeah. And then we move on to your personal perception. So this is my data, how I saw it, what what information from this, this interaction or this problem occurred. And then we move into the value judgments that you've made. So maybe you someone was talking to you in a raised voice and you perceived that as them yelling at you but then maybe they just couldn't hear um so you're looking at it as oh they yelled at me so what do you do from there um it you jump to an interpretation and give that kind of interpretation meaning 
So they yelled at me, oh, they must have been mad at me or I must have been doing something wrong. So you jump to your own conclusions about kind of what what was the reasoning behind how that person interacted with you. So from there, that's where you kind of come to those conclusions where, oh, they were yelling at me because I did something wrong. I made them mad. They're mad at me. And then you jump to an emotional and physical response. So maybe you're you're it ruins your whole day um, and it it makes you kind of not like that person or the next interaction you have with that person, you remember it. So you have a bad interaction with that person. And then you believe you form that belief that, oh, they're a terrible person or they always think that I'm, I'm screwing up or I'm a screw up. So in this, what steps do you think it's easiest to find an answer and which do you think would be the most difficult? Well, I think it would be easiest to find an answer after my perception because I could clarify with the person and I could be like, hey, I feel like you're yelling at me right now and that's making me feel really upset. Could we, you know, talk this through versus where if my beliefs have already been formed, I'm going to be less inclined to try to have that conversation. Right. Um, And then the next question that we always talk to is which section of this do you think you usually tend to jump to a conclusion so where do you think along this you could have made adjustments to kind of not jump to the the end conclusion that I'm garbage this person hates me um I usually I usually end up on the interpretations and meanings because I have a lot of a lot of trauma and so that informs a lot of um my interactions with people so sometimes for me i get all the way up to the interpretations and the meanings before i have a chance to like actually go wait a second okay let's try to view this from a different point of view (laughs) all right um and then which steps if perceived differently do you think would have had a better impact on your response I think we already talked about it a little bit where your perception kind of when when you would have if you should have would have stepped in and said, hey, I you're yelling at me. This is how I'm feeling. Right. Um, that's where it kind of leads to kind of what what you what you could do to turn it around and let them know, hey, I don't know why you're yelling at me. Um, can you kind of explain what's going on? Tell me what's going on. Maybe it's a customer that you deal with. <laughs> Because Sarah works with customers. <laughs> Maybe it's Sarah a customer. Works <laughs> Maybe it's a customer you're dealing with and they're yelling for because they're having a bad day or they almost got into an accident or something on their way to work or on their way to the um the spa. Massage. Massage therapy massage therapy. Um and maybe they're just in a bad mood and they're taking it out on you for whatever reason. So that's kind of where it's empathy comes into the conversation where just because you're seeing it in that specific way, you have to remember you don't know what's going on in that person's life. So right. put yourself put yourself out of your personal experience and into their shoes and kind of understand from their perspective. It's so funny that you bring that up because my friend Kiara and I were just talking about something similar last night about like having empathy and how hard it is to have empathy for someone who's being unkind to you in that moment. 
Well, that's where the whole how saying is being unkind. Yeah, where that's where the whole saying, whenever you you think of it, you always heard it when you were little, probably potentially, kill them with kindness. Just because someone's being mean to you or someone's in a bad mood towards you, it could just be they're having a shitty day or they're having a terrible day. So kill them with kindness. Be as nice as you can. Uh, maybe it'll turn their day around. Sarah turned her camera off. I don't want evidence of what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. So the next slide, what I'm going to ask you to do is take a look at some of these words. And then tell me, or kind of write some of them down that kind of make sense to you. Uh, or you can put, like, open up a Word document or whatever and type it in. Um, like, or write some down. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me bring up, like, a little, little chat bubble here. Um, like, am I am I choosing these words because they make me think of myself? Or... Yes. So yeah, um, you would want to kind of see some of the words that you're gravitated towards that kind of m describe you. And slutty is not on here. I know it's not. <laughs> um, there. No. Oh, okay. So these should I should I tell the people what I what i wrote so, well i actually, guess they're gonna see it because it's yeah well no um actually if you go up to the do you have like a little option that says annotate mm, view options i do so if you do that and then just circle the things that you oh okay cool cool let's see so circle well, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. It's because, like, the thing is right in the way. Oh, okay. I can move it. All right. Fantastic. Let's try that again. All right. Determined. Both of these words. Um... Both of these words. Where was the... Sorry, I, I'm having to move things around to be able to see. Yeah. Okay, so... So the things that she circled and she included in the chat is determined, caring, well-argued, amenable, patient, loyal, and impulsive. And then while she was doing that, I also did some for myself. So me, I, I did strong-willed, logical, and correct, because I am always correct. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Um, so all of these kind of have a actual... Um, not conversation, but like if we look at the next slide and we're going to move on to the next slide, um, all of these are associated with a specific color. So if you look how many there's, I mean, it looks like you got all of them, but blue, 
So you have, it looks like two red, four green, and, and one, yellow. one yellow. Yeah. Um, so all of these words kind of describe or are associated with a specific color in the wheel. Um, do all, and then I'll get rid of that. Uh, and then we're going to go into like the color mixes and what that means. <clears throat> So there are four different colors in the color wheel in this Insights Discovery conversation. Um, there's cool blue, which people that lead with cool blue tend to be cautious, precise, deliberate, questioning, and formal. People that lead with red tend to be competitive, demanding, determined, strong-willed, purposeful. And then we have yellow. Uh, so there's fiery red, cool blue, fiery, fiery red, and then sunshine yellow. They typically be our sociable, dynamic, demonstrative, enthusiastic, and persuasive. And then people that are earth green typically, or lead with earth green, are typically caring, encouraging, sharing, patient, and relaxed. <laughs> I am not relaxed. The good thing that I we always want to kind of stress with these this training is you may prefer or lead with one of these colors but everyone has a mix of all of them um so all of these kind of go into make your personal preference you may not associate with all of these words so what i want you to do is use that annotation thing and there's an option that has like a heart or it's called a stamp you it's i think it might be a check first so for you on this one, what I want you to do is take that heart or check or whatever and put it next to something that makes sense to you. I put okay. a heart all the way out here. So wait, repeat that one more time. So look at these words and yeah. um, take that little stamp and the annotation thing and put a heart or a check or something next to some of the words that kind of resonate with you. And while you're doing that, I'm going to do a check and put some stuff beside what I think resonates with you or what I think when I think of you. So for Sarah, she put a heart next to questioning, uh, which is in the cool blue. She put a heart next to determined, which is in the fiery red. Um, caring, which is in the fire, uh, the earth green. And patient, which is also in the earth green. And then enthusiastic, which is in the sunshine yellow. For me, I selected for Sarah, uh, caring, encouraging, and sharing all in the earth green. Um, sociable and enthusiastic in the sunshine yellow, and then determined in the fiery red. This could also be because I've looked at your your chart and understand it a little bit more. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think from my perspective, this is what I see whenever I think of you. 
Um, so, and again, neither of us are wrong. Uh, it's just our own perceptions of what, what we see. So we'll go back and hit clear all drawings and move on to the next slide. And then this talks about, so that was, this is on a good day. All of these cautious, competitive, caring, sociable, all of these words describe a, these energies on a good day. This next kind of side of the the chart talks about how people may react on a not so good day. So a day where they're kind of having a bad day or they're super depressed or they're, something really bad happened. So they're in a bad headspace. So for the cool blue group, they're stuffy. They can be seen as stuffy, indecisive, suspicious, cold, or reserved. For the fiery red, they can come across as aggressive, controlling, driving, overbearing, and intolerant. For the earth green, they could be docile, bland, plodding, reliant, or stubborn. And then the sunshine yellow kind of come across as excitable, frantic, indiscreet, flamboyant, and hasty. Again, all of these colors go into you and they don't necessarily define who you are, but they kind of show you how you communicate and what it looks like on a good day versus a bad day. Um, so on a good day, I may be a little bit more cautious, deliberate and questioning in my conversations, but if I'm having a terrible day because I lead with really high blue, I might come across as suspicious or reserved and cold uh, to people that kind of maybe lead with a yellow um, or the green because I like to stay a little bit reserved and work on my own thing on my own. What do you think of these words resonate with you? <laughs> on a bad day. Put yourself in a bad day. Um... Okay. So Sarah selected cold in the cold blue or the cool blue. Um, excitable, frantic, flamboyant, and hasty in the sunshine yellow, and then stubborn in the green. So a lot of I mean, a lot of these colors you can see that, and it's that's kind of your own perception, but other others may perceive you a little bit differently, um, depending on how you are interacting with them. So let me clear the thing again, and then we move on to the next slide. So on this one, uh, we always, again, like to make sure we understand that we have all four of the energies in us. Um, it's a combination of these energies that kind of create your uniqueness, um, how you can, how you talk. And then this is where we would typically look at those characteristics that we circled in that, um, that one video or that one slide, mm -hmm. uh, which for you, uh, we have in the chat. So you did determined patient, friendly, loyal, impulsive, amiable, amenable, 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 amenable. Thank you. Jesus. I never can say that word. Well, are you to end caring? So those are the, those are the items you selected. Um, in the next slides, we're going to talk a little bit about how individuals with these preferences kind of typically lean or lead. So for fiery red, um, individuals with a fiery red energy are usually active and move in a 
positive and firm direction. So they continuously move um, in the work setting. You may see them moving from one meeting to another, to another, to another. They're always, they're always on the go. Uh, they have a strong determination that influences those they interact with. So um, they, they have really high standards and then those kind of that influences how other people that interact with them kind of understand and communicate with them as well. Uh, they can be seen as single-minded and determined in their focus on results. Uh, their approach, they approach others in a direct and straightforward manner, which could sometimes be considered rude or cold or harsh. Um, and then they can seek an outcome that is specific and tangible. So whenever they're talking or they're working on something, and you may think about this whenever um, maybe you're planning a trip with a, someone that leads with Fire Red, they want to know exactly what they're doing on the trip. They want to have it all scheduled out and have an idea of what's going on and what what we want to learn or what we want to do on this trip. That sounds like Samantha. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then people with, that lead with the sunshine yellow energy usually radiate enthusiasm and encourage participation. Uh, they enjoy and seek the company of others, approach others in a persuasive and engaging and invite persuasive, persuasive, engaging and inviting manner, have a desire to be involved and then like to be noticed and appreciated for their contributions. <clears throat> So this is more um, someone that leads with this likes to kind of jump in and get involved in everything. And then when something goes well, they want to make sure that they get that um, appreciation and recognition in front of everybody. Um, individuals that lead with a earth green energy view the world through what they value and what is important to them. They see harmony and depth in relationships. They defend um, what they value with quiet determination and persistence. Sarah's covering her face. Uh, they prefer democratic approaches that respect the individual. And then they ensure all individuals' perspectives are heard and considered in making choices or decisions. And then the last one is the uh, cool blue energy. So cool blue is a desire to know and understand the world around them. They maintain a detached and objective standpoint. They value the independence and intellect, and then they think things through before committing to an action. And then they like information to be accurate and complete before proceeding. So when we go back to the greens, um, green like to kind of make sure everyone's voice is heard. They like to ask for other people's opinions on something when making a decision, whereas cool blue energies, they like to kind of do their own research, get all the information they need when they make a decision so these two are pretty similar uh one is kind of the energy green energy is kind of reaching out and asking for others opinions whereas blues is kind of looking at the facts and making their own opinions and their own conclusions based on those facts does that make sense yeah so going through those which of these and i think i know which of these colors do you think you would probably lead with green <laughs> definitely yeah definitely earth green and it's funny because i was looking through it and i was like wow yep <laughs> earth green yep <laughs> makes sense all right and then this is just um carl young's uh, preferences. So he talks about it, and this is this is all developed from Dr. Carl Jung um, and his um, 
his research and information on the preferences. So every advice, every conceptual achievement of mankind has been connected with an ad advance in self-awareness. <clears throat> and the next slide, I'm actually going to skip these because it's kind of it's fine to do in like a, a training session. This it's not like it's not a very not very fun. <laughs> so it'll take it takes a little bit. <clears throat> okay. And there's a lot of animations and I hate animations. So I, um I'm so sorry. <laughs> so in this one, uh, in the next slide, I want you to take a look at the picture and then write down or put in the chat what you see. So just describe what you see in this picture. Okay. You can say it. You don't have to put it in the okay. chat. That doesn't make say, sense for I, a... Can I just say it? Um, so it's somebody's feet stretched out in front of them. Um, they're wearing what look like a Chuck sneakers. They're wearing jean, dark wash jeans. Um, it's autumn. The grass is mostly yellow. The trees are slightly barren, um, but there are a few that still have their autumn leaves on them. There's a few clouds in the sky, some rolling hills, and some people chilling out um, in front of the viewer. Um, like on blankets, they're probably at a park of some kind. Okay. So in this, this, this picture is kind of meant to talk about how you, um, how you respond to things you see. So do you respond with sensation or intuition or facts? Um, so, uh, sensation or intuition or thinking or feeling. So for you, the way that you kind of explained it, it's more, sensation so you're explaining the color of the grass the way that the the leaves are barren and the way that it's you can you think you can feel like it's autumn um and you're explaining those things on a like a feeling basis so you because you do you lead with feelings typically it's kind of how this that kind of explains it so you're following with sensation and feeling um and talking about how how you see the how you see the picture based on like sensation and feeling Okay. Um, I skip this slide. No, I'm not. So, typically on this one, this is where it kind of it it explains sensation and intuition um, versus thinking and feeling. So, for fiery people that lead with fiery red, um, they usually are driven to achieve completing completing tasks with an organized hand-on approach. Um, challenges authority by seeking to break free from the convention. So there's a, a combination um, with sensation and intuition. So fire reds are both lead with both sensation and intuition. Uh, Sunshine yellow are they express their delight in sharing the experience of the present moment with others and then they are outgoing and fun with the ability to spontaneously improvise so they also lead with intuition but then sensation so they're more feeling based based on how like they interpret something for earth green they value their values values their role as trusted friend 
uh, relying on past experiences to strengthen their bond. And then through an intense inner feeling, they trust um, that we are all connected by some deeper link. So for for green, they always lead with sensation and intuition. So a lot of what you think or what you kind of what your feelings are make are basing your decision. And then for cool blue, which is me, uh, we like to weigh the facts to seek an objective judgment based on the truth, then considers past decisions and precedent. And then they draw on the objective inner wisdom and quiet mystical power to con to conjure up the solution. So we're more sensation and intuition. So we think about kind of how we feel about things, look into previous experiences, and that's how we make decisions. Again, everyone has kind of their own preferences and their own understanding and they everyone has all four of these colors in there so they may kind of flex and move around based on their day or whatever's going on in their their actions so this is where i'm going to pull up your profile stop stop it stop it ah no go on go on so let's escape. And now there's a check there just forever, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me get rid of that check. There we go. All right. So I have your profile pulled up here. And then we're going to talk about some of the slides in your profile. So I can't scroll for some reason. What is happening? I don't know. Do you have to use the little arrows? Oh, it's because I'm still on the annotation. That's why. Quit it. Oh. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. So, um, I I read through this, and I'm going to have you... So, what we'll do maybe in the next... Not this episode, but maybe in the next one, is I'm going to send you your profile, and I want you to read through it and kind of give me... Um, like mark some of the things that you think you agree with. And then what I'm going to do is I read through your profile and I marked some of the stuff that I, I want to highlight. So this profile again is based on information that was sent or you answered on your um, evaluator. So there's a lot of information listed here. I'm, I don't want to read it all cause there's, it's a lot. Right. Um, like I'm gonna, 18 pages a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is just the first two pages. So it's not, I mean, there's not a, a lot a lot here, but there's a lot of words. But I, I highlighted a couple of them. So one of them I highlighted is you are normally a flexible and open-minded person, but you may dig your heels in to defend something that you believe in and that is being threatened. So I highlighted that for you because I agree. And I think that makes 100% sense. I didn't realize I could use the annotation thing here. So I didn't realize that because I did it. <laughs> I, I printed out your profile and just made notes. Um, and then Thanks. I also highlighted in this second one, they tend to be fiercely loyal to friends and prepare to sacrifice their own wants and needs for the other person. Sarah is very seen right now because that's <laughs> definitely serious. <laughs> and then 
And then I also highlighted they resist being oops, stop it. They resist being labeled by others and in and it is engaged in a never-ending search for self-knowledge and self-identity. So far, do you agree with the things that I've highlighted? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going through and um I didn't I don't think I marked any that I don't agree with, um, but I mainly focused on things that I think I make sense. Um, one thing I always like I wanted to highlight is this one specifically. So they need to remember to withdraw regularly from caring for others and take care of themselves. Oh, yeah, I guess I should do that. <laughs> so this is something that I think you can benefit if you work on. Um, and then I also highlighted they gravitate toward other people and are highly skilled and are highly skilled at understanding others needs and motivations usually appearing friendly, tactful, and sympathetic. So that's my take on Sarah, Sarah Elizabeth. It's, it's true. I um, really can't disagree. And then on the next side, so this is all kind of like your personal style. On the next section, um, it's still your personal style, but there's just another page. Um, I also highlighted they appear as rather soft-hearted and sentimental. And they will usually recall special um, occasions and anniversaries that others typically forget. <laughs> Why are you being so loud right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one in the like personal style thing, um, I highlighted... They constantly focus on what is good in others, so they tend to downplay others' faults, forgiving them for minor slights or hurtful behavior. I don't... I would, okay, listen. Do you feel red the house down boots right now, Sarah? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that was all your personal... Um, <laughs> So your personal style. So those are all things. And there's a lot more in there that, um, again, I want you to read. And when you read through it, highlight some of the things that you think make sense. Um, and then we can talk about it on the next episode. And again, I'm going to send it to you so you can take a look at it. And then when it comes to decision making, I, I only highlighted two in this one. So I highlighted um, they prefer at times to communicate their feelings about others in writing rather than verbally true nope because sarah is a, a, a writer so she typically likes to write down her feelings and she can feel you feel like it's easier to express your feelings in writing um and it gives you a chance also to kind of collect your thoughts yes as well exactly and then the other thing that i highlighted in here is they can be self-effacing and accommodating and is usually content to support others emotionally without expecting too much in return. Why don't you just like shoot me in the face, Ryan? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. These are all good things though, Sarah. Some no, of them... I, know, I know, but like. <laughs> there's no negatives in here. Um, I know there's no negatives. That's the problem. I'd much rather you were talking about what a bad person I was. <laughs> Why would we do that? I would never say how bad you are. I don't think you're a bad person. You may have you may have bad tendencies, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't we all? So then, um, in this one, so for this one, you can get involved again. So uh, there, are, this talks about your key strengths. 
So for the list and people that are listening, uh, we have consistent and trustworthy, relaxed about what others may think of them, looks for the harmony in every situation, happy to serve and help others, open-minded and tolerant of others, non-manipulative management style, supportive, steadfast, and encouraging of others, cares for others' physical and emotional needs, usually weighs up all relevant factors before reaching decisions, and then not easily ruffled or flustered. So for you, go ahead and annotate on this, what you think makes sense. And then I'll talk about mine. I did basically all of those too. Um, <laughs> the only thing, the only caveat I put is, <laughs> is open-minded and tolerant of others. And then I put a little to an extent. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, there are some people that there's no reason we need to be open-minded or tolerant of their behaviors or their actions. Exactly. Correct. Um, the one that I did highlight that I said is a definite, I don't think I, I don't think I agree is the last one not easily flustered or ruffled i definitely don't agree with that one either yeah i i can see you you and i know you because we've been friends for an eon yeah <laughs> um, like 20 years <laughs> you get you get flustered and ruffled a little really easily and it's kind of it is a little easy sometimes to rile you up <laughs> that's true that's all true. right so let me get rid of this stuff it's so difficult to actually make it do what I want it to do. There it goes. Annotate. I'm going to clear. And then well, that's not what I want. All right. So now we're going to move on to the next. Why isn't it moving? There it goes. Um, I don't think I did any. Oh, I did. Okay. So this one talks about your possible weaknesses and on here there's an overabundance or overdependence on rules and procedures uh preserves relationships and that oh, preserves relationships can interfere with task completion digs in if not convinced for of need for for change avoids interpersonal aggressions and irritation and then persistence and loyalty may delay decisive action Digs in their heels when feeling threatened, may find it difficult to suggest more effective systems and procedures to others, avoids conflict like the plague, can resist by being persuasive yet stubborn simultaneously, and then masks their feelings to avoid unpleasantness. So same thing. For this one, I want you to go ahead and check mark or annotate next to the ones you think you agree with. So for Sarah, she she put a heart beside digs in if not convinced of need for change, avoids interpersonal aggression and irritation, digs in their heels when feeling threatened, avoids conflict like the plague, and masks their feelings to avoid unpleasantness. So those are the things that she agrees with, that you agree with. 
Um, <laughs> I put an X next to because I don't think it. I don't think I agree with it. Is over dependence on rules and procedures. I don't agree with that one. I don't agree with that one either. I um, I tend to question why we have certain rules and procedures in place. Um, so I, so I also I don't find it difficult to suggest more effective systems or procedures if I think that it would be more effective. Um, no. But I definitely, if I cannot be convinced of the change, the need for the change, this is why I don't like all the new new technology like how there's new technology literally every other day because i'm like if my if my current technology still works why do i need a new one yeah um i did put an x next to may find it difficult to suggest more effective systems and procedures to others i think that's just more because of the same thing you were just saying where unless you can unless you see why it needs to change there's really no reason for you to suggest something different exactly um unless you can kind of see benefit from it and that was all of the ones that I actually went through and highlighted on here. Um, but we can go through the next one. Um, so this one's as a team member, uh, you will be sympathetic to others, um, is neat, orderly, and tolerant, is caring, is a caring team player who honors their commitments, is reliable and supportive, is a reliable and supportive team team player, is sensitive in dealing with other with team conflicts. Um, always seeks to understand the other's viewpoints. Is dependable and st stabilizing presence. Has a strong sense of duty and takes their work seriously. Is quietly productive. I don't agree with that one at all. Wow. <laughs> There's nothing quiet about Sarah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> and carefully assesses situations before acting. So what do you I think? I don't know that that last one. Is <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, like, I guess when it comes to, like, most things at work, sure, I'm I'm definitely assessing a, a bit more, but um, I, I still have a tendency to just, like, go for it, which yeah. is why I put impulsive. Okay, yeah. Um, and then the next one is, it talks about strategies for communicating with Sarah. So, everyone listening, uh, potential partners in the future, um, do not let them hide behind complexity or privacy. Maintain their focus upon outcomes. Take care that you don't overload them. Ensure they see and agree with the benefit of change before implementation. Gaining obedience is not enough. Ensure they have cooperation. Uh, remember their quiet demeanor and ask for their views. So because you don't typically always like to speak up, you want to make sure someone asks you for your view. Appeal to their need of to be of service. So Sarah's a people pleaser. Yes, I am. Uh, take the time to get to know them well. Praise quietly and s sincerely and be open and honest. Be honest, moderately paced, straightforward and open with them. And then take a low-key, friendly approach. And encourage... <laughs> I don't know about that. Encourage the expression of feelings which might remain unsaid, and then be careful to maintain the status quo. So all of these are kind of ways that if someone's working with you or um, if they are trying to communicate with you, these are steps that they can take to make sure that it comes across in the best way and kind of mo the most effective conversation to have. I think the only one I disagree with is to be careful to maintain the status quo. I don't yeah. Bucks about the status quo. 
Well, I think it depends on what. Like, I think it depends on where where it comes from. So, it, yeah, I guess potentially, yeah. Um, and then barriers for effective. So, do not call on them when uninvited. Uh, do not patronize or be paternalistic. No, oh, paternalistic. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do not exert unnecessary pressure, force quick, quick decisions where other people are affected. So Oof. if if it's going to impact other people's lives, give them time to make make decisions. Uh, do not do not become too impersonal. Don't look for immediate answers. Uh, do not substitute rhetoric for accuracy. Oh do my not- god, that's so true. <laughs> Oh, I guess I can scroll down because it's kind of hidden some. Um, do not t- 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 attempt to... No, sorry. Do not interrupt their thought processes. So mm-hmm. I do that all the time too. So I apologize. It's fine. I'm used <laughs> to you. Do not attempt to disguise their true um, true motives. Do not force them to take a positive stance on an issue without time for thought. Do not act aggressively or reject their ideas without explanation and then show them patience. Do not show impatience with them or annoyance of their calm exterior. So these are all things not to do when communicating with Miss Sarah. Um, And then the next couple of um, things talk about blind spots. So things that you can personally kind of take a look at and work on yourself. Um, I didn't. I didn't really read too much into this one or highlight too much in it as well. Um, and then for the opposite type portion. So this one talks about how you can be more effective when you're working with an opposite type. So for you, the opposite would be someone that leads with red because you're green. The opposite is red. Um, so meet the needs of your opposite type. Be ready to ignore their seemingly arrogant demeanor. Hold hold your ground when attacked. Uh, Hold your ground when attacked, Sarah. Keep personal comments to yourself. Be straightforward, fast, efficient, and to the point. Ask them, don't tell. And then be friendly and pertinent. I hate that word. Um, When you're dealing with your opposite type, make sure you're not feeling feeling hoodwinked or misled. Do not interrupt them uh, while they're in... Well, they are in control. So if they're telling you something or presenting something to you, don't interrupt them. Um, expect to railroad them without a fight. So you can't just like bombard them with information without expecting them to speak back and give their two cents. Do not appear slow or unambitious. Jesus. Do, do not be too informal or waste time on social trivia. And do not challenge their values or principles, which I think I scrolled down too far. Maybe not. I didn't scroll down far enough. I'm doing that because I'm looking at it in print form in front of me. Right. So fun, fun information listed there. And then uh, the next one is just suggestions for development. Sarah, sometimes this scrolls way too much and sometimes it doesn't scroll enough. So write shorter reports. You know, really write reports, but shorter texts, maybe shorter emails. If you're communicating something in an email format, um, assistance in embracing the new and eliminating the old. Te- 
technology. <laughs> More confidence, sincere appreciation, job clarity, and sympathetic management. So these are all things that you can benefit from. So make sure you're looking for more confidence, building your confidence, asking for sincere, sincere appreciation, um, ask for job clarity if you need clarification on something that you're being asked to do, and then make sure you kind of express to your manager or the person you report to um, that you, you work best with more sympathetic management. <clears throat> uh, looking to achieve quicker results. Saying no first, giving the opportunity to review a decision later. So don't just say yes to everything, Sarah. Maybe don't say no. Maybe let me reflect on that and I'll get back to you. Right. Saying no is kind of definitive and it's like you're cutting something off, which you should never do. Um, and then maintaining a more objective view of others and their motives. So that's where empathy comes into kind of comes into reflect, be more empathetic towards others. Um taking an active part in the process of change. So even though you may not like the change, maybe as stepping into your assistant manager role, you can kind of be part of the change and lead it down an avenue that you think would be better. Sarah. <laughs> Saying no when too much is expected of you. So if somebody's trying to give you too much or make you do too much, make sure you understand that you can say no or can we maybe reflect this on someone else or deflect this to another person using others objective criticism as a means for self-development and then gaining a clear understanding of their true potential what is my true potential that's what you have to understand i don't know <laughs> and then we get into a little bit more of kind of like what your conscious wheel is so this is kind of the um eight types um well 72 type wheel but there's eight different types so you whenever we look at this you are considered a helping supporter um in both your conscious and less conscious space so conscious and we'll talk about it in the next section as well Conscious is how you kind of adapt to kind of present yourself to the world. Unconscious is how kind of when you're relaxed, you're you're kind of outside of a social setting on your own, how you present yourself. You do, you adapt and you, you don't actually change that much. You're pretty similar when you present yourself to when you're acting on your own. Mm -hmm. um, and then I actually have a slide for this one. So let me pull my slides back up real quick. Let me get to it. Un momento, por favor. Gracias. Mm. All right, here we go. Leave current slide. So, um, the eight types, um, there's a specific in similar order for color energies it takes us one step beyond kind of our dominant energy um, but is not as far as our wheel position that doesn't make sense uh, it's a general concept of that we can use to adapt and connect so for this is so i in this presentation i grabbed mine and yours so i'm an observer um, so I'm analytical and systematic, 
or systemic, um, rational and logical and strive for perfection. And then when I interact with others, I demonstrate skepticism until convinced by the facts. Agree. Um, Self-contained, so I need time to contemplate. And I prefer to talk about objective data rather than engage in personal dialogue. And then when decision-making, um, my decisions are usually logic and I lead with logic logic and objectivity. Um, so I'm looking at kind of the facts and understanding why, why it's needed or why it's necessary. And then I am looking for consistency and predictability. And I look at facts and figures rather than subjective opinion. And for you, you're a supporter. So you are patient gentle and unpretentious last one's kind of questionable hey <laughs> uh you're genuine and likable and you're self-effacing and accommodating so you lead with these these traits um when you're interacting with others you can be receptive and open and at ease uh, you're a good listener so it gives you gives you give others time to time and attention so they you give them time to reflect and kind of prevent prevent don't prevent them from speaking their mind quietly spoken and appreciates having time to reflect on their feelings and then when decision making your consideration and concern for you take consideration and concern for others into fact um your feelings and subjective opinions are kind of what lead your decision making and you also take into your personal values so those are all things that you do when you are making decisions yes i'm aware <laughs> so when when interacting with an observer so this is again me um be more slow paced which i don't agree with i hate when people are slow paced uh be deliberate precise self-controlled and thorough and then for you for a supporter make sure you are caring patient accepting unassuming and warm so this is again when people are interacting with you these are things that will help the interaction kind of be more effective. Um, adapt your behavior. So make sure you're, it's not do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's do unto others as they would have done unto you. So how, how, how they would do unto them. So that's kind of changing the, the golden rule. Um, you're not thinking of yourself when you're, interacting with someone you're thinking of how do i think they would want to be approached and delivered this information right um and then the next thing we always talk about or that we would do is um we would split into groups and i would have you go to someone with the opposite so you would look for someone that's fiery red um and then kind of write down some of those uh their personality traits we're not going to do that So again, when you're looking at this, and I, I'm going to send it to you again, um, think about how, think about the things that we talked about. So how can you adapt to the way um, when you're connecting with someone that might be a little bit more fiery red or aggressive um, or someone that's cool blue, make sure you're being prepared and thorough. Friendly and sociable. You're always friendly and sociable, so that's not hard for you. Um. <laughs> When you are dealing with someone that's cool blue, 
don't be flippant on important issues. Do not hesitate to waffle or do waffle. not hesi hesitate or waffle when you're dealing with fiery red. Um, and then sunshine yellow, do not tie them down with routine. And then as a green, um, do not push them to make quick decisions. And then this is where we would go into talking about like wrapping it up and John Smith. There we go. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to show you is your actual um, like flow chart. So in this chart, it kind of shows you what you lead with. So for you, you lead with green. So green is your dominant or more um, more visible um, color. And then you go to yellow. So yellow is your second. Um, so that means you're kind of you're sociable. Uh, you like to include in people in the conversation um, and are understandable of their thoughts and processes. Um, but then you also like want to receive recognition for things that you do. Maybe not outspoken recognition, but something if you do something well, you want to make sure you get you receive that information. Um, and then these are the two that are above your energy line. So when you are working, um, these are the ones that are easy for you to use. Um, they don't necessarily, it doesn't take much work for you to actually work with these two colors. For the blue and the red, which are really close to each other, blue is 42% and red is 39%. Um, they're below your energy level. So to actually utilize these colors where you're a little bit more data driven or you're driving more focus, um, it takes a lot more of your energy if you have to use those colors on a daily basis. So you may come if you're having to make a lot of decisions or look at a lot of information or data, you might at the end of the day be exhausted. <laughs> so me, when I look at it, because mine is um, and I have my my little Legos here. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see this? Yes. So I am blue, red above green, yellow below. So literally the opposite of you. Almost because my green and yellow are flipped. Um, so for me, my lowest is yellow and it's literally like 2%. Um, Dang. So the days that I have to do new higher orientation where I'm being very sociable, I'm including people, um, the green and the yellow have to come out. When I get home, I don't want to do anything. I'm exhausted because I'm having to flex my blue and yellow. So it takes a lot more energy for me to actually use those colors. And then this next, the the right-hand side talks about like you're less, less conscious and you can see it's a little bit less. So whenever you are um, actually working on and like displaying out into the world, um, you have to put a little bit more effort into the green and the yellow than in your personal, like your personal life. And then in your personal life, you're not making, you're not looking at facts all that much and you're not making decisions or uh, pushing for stuff to happen that much. They're a little bit more laid back and reserved. <laughs> and that's it. So that's all the information we went through. It was a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Crazy. It's a lot of information. Um, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this this report or this um personal profile and I want you to take a look at it and kind of think to yourself, kind of what 
read through it, mark some things that you agree with, mark some things that you disagree with. And then in the next episode, we can talk a little bit more about that and then go on from there. Okay, then. And with that, I'm going to stop sharing my screen and it can just be <laughs> the two of us again. Oh, my God. So what do you think? How did you what did you think about that? Oh, that was, that was a lot. Yeah. Oh, my dang. Oof. But no, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel really, really called out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not meant to make you feel called out. It's meant to like, kind of show you. It it I, it explains the kind of things that go into make the making you kind of present yourself to the world how how you present yourself to the world um and then what are some things that you could do to adapt to others and kind of include that empathy into the way that you're having that conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> we went over a lot of data so as you said i'm tired now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a lot yeah um I'm just I'm just putting together an email. So talk about what you think as I'm writing this email. Well, I think um, that it was definitely very, um, very interesting, very unique. Um, I definitely learned like a lot about myself. Um, I don't know. It was it was definitely very interesting. Um, I had a feeling that I was gonna score really high in in one, but I wasn't expecting to score really high in two. Yeah. I think it so yeah. it it depends. Sometimes there there are sometimes when people score high high in just one. Um the thing with this is it's like it is based on those questions and how you answer it. Um, and there's each of them. It's like for each of the little callers, it's out of six. So there's each question had like one to six. Um, and it's based on how many times you answered one specific more than the other. Um, so there are some times when people can lead with just one color. There are some times when people can lead with three colors. Like they have their three colors are above their energy level. Um, or like you and I, we both lead with two colors um, or they're above their energy level. So mine, mine again are blue and red. So I make decisions, but they're always data driven. And I always like to have all the facts before making decisions, but I can make decisions swiftly kind of thing. I can have because I have some time to go over the data and everything. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Exciting. My first time actually going through it because I have Ryan's too, but uh, I haven't gone over it with him because he's like, how long is it going to take? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell him it took about an hour. Yeah. I mean, it does like the actual presentation training itself takes uh two hours it makes sense because we're gonna go over more on the next episode so yeah so yeah it's a lot of well it's also there's groups so there's a bunch like at least 
usually 10 people in the group. Um, and it's people having a conversation about their feelings and like the information that's included in their profile. And then also um, how they thinking about like things they can do with another person that they want to work, work on a relationship with type of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a fun, it's a fun session and training to go through. And I'm excited to actually get to start doing it on myself or doing it myself. Um, well, do you want to do some catch up and see how things were going for a little bit before we sign off and call it a podcast? Yeah, sure. So how's Sarah doing? Sarah's before this, before this, before I emotionally wrecked you. <laughs> Sarah's doing. Um, I just got bread to filth, but anyway. <laughs> um, no, well, like as as you as you mentioned offhandedly, uh, I am now the assistant general manager of the place that I work at. Uh, that I officially start getting paid more starting tomorrow that's exciting yeah excited Uh, i guess yeah sunday's sunday would be the beginning of a pay period ours our pay period starts on monday yeah our pay period starts on a sunday and ends on a saturday yeah that's strange i guess it's not strange because i mean ours is our business is monday through friday so it makes more sense that the pay period starts on monday and ends on sunday right um our we're open all week. Yeah. So, every day. <laughs> um, doing, doing anything fun this weekend? Self-reflection? <laughs> um, let's see. What did I do? Um, what did I do? <laughs> oh, yesterday I worked on some schoolwork. Um, I may I tried out a recipe. Um, it was it's basically Rice Krispie treats except with Oreos. Oh. Um, I added a little cream cheese to it because it was going to be way too sweet. Yeah. Because it sounds... was literally just marshmallows, butter, and Oreos. <laughs> Whoa, that is a and lot. I was, I was like. Uh, I wonder if it's supposed to be like just the the Oreo, the cookie portion, not the cream. Um, you know, maybe that's a possibility. I hadn't thought about that. Hold on one second. I have to I have to let the dog back in. Okay, I'm gonna pause anyways because I have to go to the restroom. Okay, I'll be back. Okay. Um. So you were saying? I don't remember what you were saying. I don't remember what I was saying either. <laughs> um. Did you do anything else this weekend? Um, not really. Mm. Like a little laundry. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing tomorrow. Um, uh, today I kind of I went with I took Bobo for a ride in the car, and we went and got him a cheeseburger, and he wanted to be in the front seat the entire time for some reason. He never usually does. But he also tried to eat my cheeseburger while I was trying to eat after he had devoured his. That's probably why he wanted to be a brat. <laughs> like a little brat. Um, I, I don't know if I said this on the the group message, but I finished my class, right? I I don't have my final grade yet. Right. 
Um, I currently have a 96 point something. Um, and then that's everything that is currently graded. Um, I'm just waiting for my last assignment, which is 200 points. I think he has to finalize grades by like Tuesday. So I might find out tomorrow or today, um, but I might not find out until earlier this next week. But I only need 145 of that 200 to still have an A. And I did a lot of work on my final presentation and he gave me 100% on the other two. So I'm hoping that he'll give me a 100% on this one as well. Like he might dock a couple points for he doesn't think it's as interactive as it could be. But my issue with that is it's interactive. There's no like minimum of how much inter or maximum. Yeah, there's no minimum of interaction required. It's just you need to have interaction, <clears throat> right. which kind of frustrates me. But I if I get 100 percent. I will have finished my degree with a 4.0 and have in my last class missed only 2.5% of the entire class. Nice. So I will only have lost 2.5% of the total. So out of a thousand points, I will have 975. Dang. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Fun, fun. I'm excited. Um, I was kind of hoping that they would have processed the degree and have it sent before we go back for Thanksgiving, but it will not because it says it takes three to six weeks after they change it from change it to graduate for them to process it and send it out. So it won't be until like December that they send it to my, and it goes to my dad's. Hmm. Okay. So fun, fun. Sounds like. Have you done anything exciting other than that? Not really. Um, I went through your profile and made those notations. <laughs> Got to know me even better than you already knew me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there was a much in there that I didn't know already. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's reasonable. I will say a lot of people, when they do go through it, they're, they're kind of, they react the same way you did. It's like, what? Did these people like look into my soul when they looked at this? Like what happened here? Yeah. And I was, while I was doing the accreditation, I was like, I would like to see the algorithm that you guys have that kind of puts all the information together. Cause it's like, there has to be a bunch of like just canned statements that they throw together or that they've thrown into the algorithm and trained it to like, look at your answers and then base what is put into your profile based on those answers mm -hmm. like it's insane there's my blue my data my blue data driven thing going on there that sounds about right well it's been about what an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes <laughs> the longest, like that, yeah. longest podcast we've done so far a long podcast would you like to call it a podcast I would like to call it a podcast. All right. Let me pull up my notes and we'll go through the. The closing script. Closing script. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. If you like this episode, give us a like, comment, and uh, don't forget to follow or subscribe. Please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, as this will get help us 
help get the podcast out to more people and help us grow. And then feel free to follow us on social media, our Instagram, Twitter, all the handles are at now about that pod. If there's something specific you would like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email us at now about that pod at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.nowaboutthatproductions.com, or you can give us a call and leave a message or send us a text message um, with any questions or things you would like us to discuss. The phone number is 765-557-4170. Again, thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great week since this will be coming out on Monday. And Sarah, enjoy your weekend and recover from the emotional wreckage that we just did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You have a great weekend as well. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.